0: Even in the 12-step fellowships, you, you find the majority of people not taking the steps. It's unbelievable.
1: Hey everyone, it's the Monty
2: Man, and you are about to take part in the experience, the strength, and the hope of this episode of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show.
3: Three, two, one, zero.
2: Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. Bang your head against the wall.
4: can find peace of mind.
2: Brain needs an overhaul. Bone head, brainhead,
0: we're all the same. You can't think straight when your heart is in the That's right.
4: Views expressed on this broadcast of the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest, and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. Wave, Marv. The topics and opinions on this show should not be considered Wave, as medical, psychological, or professional Bravely. advice. Take Twelve Radio is not affiliated with any particular Twelve Step. broccoli project. in my teeth? And now here is your host, <laughs>
3: the man, the myth, the legend.
1: The Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm
2: telling you, I'm the,
5: telling
2: truth. you the truth. Man. I ain't
1: gonna lie to you.
3: Time
2: to lay your burden down Welcome one and all to the uh, Take 12 Recovery Radio Show Broadcasting uh, here at the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting in the outskirts of beautiful downtown Albany, Oregon And Marv's here Hey guys Margie's here Good morning Dave Fleming's in the house What's up? Yeah, he's wearing a t-shirt that says Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite That's right Yeah
1: he took that and, from... and, and the hat, it's not from Albany, Oregon. Is Albany, New Just York? Just to let you know. No. Oh, Albany, where? Albany, Minnesota. Albany, Minnesota. Yes, that's where I bought my truck. Oh. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We're kind yeah. of out in the middle of nowhere, right? A little bit.
2: Mentally. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today's topic this week um, is going to be very interesting. It is inspired by an email that I received. Uh, The title of this show is Higher Power Specific in the 12-Step Rooms. We're going to be uh, addressing that and reading some comments uh, and that kind of thing. Before we do that, though, so um, Margie is now 100% officially... A co-host on Take 12 Recovery Radio. So we need to present her with oh. her own Take 12 Recovery Radio hat. There
1: you go. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you signed you, it away. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Show,
2: show it to the camera so everybody can see. There, there it is. Okay. There you go. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. There you are. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. You bet. So. Uh, You know, we have been without a voice of reason for a while, and now Margie's here, so now we have a voice of reason. I
4: don't know about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So, um, yeah. So, a little snow today? Uh, Just a little sprinkling of it? Yeah. Yeah. Where?
4: We had it in Albany this morning. Yeah, just
2: mm-hmm. a little itty-bitty bit. Not much Stand at all. Stop right
4: it It's time oh. for Bonzy Man's Weekly wine. Ah!
2: That's right. This is where uh, I get to whine about something that I absolutely have no power over whatsoever. How about you? It is. All right. <coughs> where is it here? Hold on. Okay. The Super Bowl. Oh lord. <laughs> I went to a Super Bowl party uh yesterday out at the Adult and Teen Challenge Center which was a lot of fun. Um endless pizza just everywhere and endless soda pop. <laughs> um but it was well attended. It was a, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh um but the first part there's there's two two pieces to this wine. The first one is the commercials. The Super Bowl commercial. Now I'm not a big sports guy. I'm not a big football guy or anything like that. My wife is. She, her team's Kansas City, and if I were to pick a team, 49ers would be my team because I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, um, so it was fun to, to, to do that. But I've always kind of looked forward to the commercials because sometimes they're extremely creative and, uh, and funny and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I have to tell you, by the way, by the way, 30 seconds, I did a little research on this. A 30-second spot on the Super Bowl for a commercial. Six million dollars. Wow. For a 30-second spot. Okay? So, this is the highest paid commercial advertising on television.
1: So so I'm confused because on the channel that I watched, mm-hmm. there were some local businesses that had commercials on during the Super Bowl. And I believe they have six million dollars yeah. in their that's the that's t- that's the cost. Six million dollars. So for I'm seconds. not sure if that's I don't know, man. There's there's some local businesses that were on that advertised well, on the channel that I watched. Right. And I doubt if they have six million dollars to just toss out. That's the fee.
2: That's the fee. According to NBC, CBS and ABC. I just assumed $6 million. that they
1: stopped doing the commercials this year. You assume they stopped?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's good. You get it? You get I do it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's here's my wine. There was only one commercial in that entire lineup that did any good for anybody that uh as far as serving the world in any way. Now you would think at six million dollars for a 30-second spot, you would take the opportunity to do something to better. At least the environment, people, whatever, right? The, dogs. The one that did, <laughs> the one that did was WeatherTech, and it was about helping to treat dogs that have cancer. Oh. It was a you know, golden retriever on there, and yep. I said, oh, "Look at that! That's that's a Ranger <laughs> from <Teen> Challenge." <laughs> but but no, and, and that was very well done. Everything else, garbage, just garbage. I mean, horrible. just horrible stuff. Um, it didn't amount to a hill of beans. I'm thinking you're going to spend that kind of money, and that's what you got for us. Wow, that's that's pretty sad. So there's that. My second piece of this wine is the halftime show, which was nothing short than Babylon ritualistic sex worship and idolatry. It was horrible. It was horrible. Um, so I want to read a comment from Suzanne Johnson, a friend of Take Twelve Radios, who who is, is by the way is a, is is a a national intrave- interventionist. She knows her stuff. Okay, she knows how things affect people, especially people in recovery, right? And I, I I just got to read this, and I got this I got permission from her today to do this. She said, Monty man. Women didn't come that far to be downgraded again that they need to give a lap dance to prove the quality of their work. With so many young people watching, I wish to see role models, such as JLo, lo right? I wish to see role models showing that a, uh, that a great voice sells, not sex sells. Wrong message to our young ladies. I love their music, no doubt, but a nightclub show is not needed. Many people say, this is Miami, well, yes, and I wouldn't take my teenage daughter to South Beach either. There's a place and time for everything. Don't bring nightclub level to our sports stadium, where especially lots of teens watch and learn from behaviors shown by their heroes. Unfortunately, a lot of celebrities in sports, music, and film are not aware which responsibility they have. Demi Lovato could sing fully dressed and was amazing. She was amazing. Um... I'm from Germany. Very free, even public prostitution allowed. But I have not seen those things in a soccer stadium ever. What is the PG rating for the Super Bowl? And I have to agree. Did, did any of you guys watch the halftime show? Yeah. I Horrible. was app- I was appalled. So it was nothing more. <laughs> it was nothing more than than uh, the center stage. I don't even want to mention her name. I'm so disgusted by it. Dry-humping the air. Doing this pole dance thing with this guy that was just disgusting. And then all these dancers at the base of them, like, worshipping. It was the the drumbeat. Everything was like something right out of Babylon. They, they were, like, worshipping and bowing and worshipping and bowing. And she's doing this thing where she's dry-humping the air. She's wearing very little clothing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And we wonder... Why we're in such a mess? It, it, it's just—I don't know. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, right, Dave? It's right. kind of the way things are, you know.
4: That's um, why I watch the kitten bowl or puppy bowl. The instead. kitten bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: yeah, yeah. There's it, my wine. They, they had to throw the uh, and it was probably I can't remember exactly when it was on, but. It might have been before the game. Mm-hmm. They threw up that, you know, the patriotic thing where they had all these people talking oh, about yeah. America and right. the flag and all that. Uh, and I think it got lost somewhere in all that uh, <sighs> degradation. Yeah. Enjoyable
2: game, close game. I'm sitting there, you know, like I said, I could care less about football, really. But I'm sitting there, you know, my wife's sitting next to me for Kansas City and I'm for the 49ers and I'm going. Well, looks like Kansas City's just gonna gonna take a dump here. Not gonna make it. She goes, "It's not over yet." Right, right. And I've seen that happen before. Right at the last minute, everything changes, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, and Kansas City took took it home. But uh, yeah, good game. Horrible halftime. Horrible commercials. Yeah, I think you know what. With all that money, you could do a whole lot better in it, right? Just
1: think, of all the people you could help with all that money. Gee. So, how many how many commercials were there on there?
2: I don't. There was a ton.
1: Did you add up how much it cost?
2: No, Maybe I didn't you look it up. I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> gee. Anyway,
1: so uh, there go. There goes the weekly wine. Um, yeah, didn't uh uh, uh uh uh, what's his name? Um. There was a couple of political commercials on there, which I was surprised. Oh, there was. There was. Yeah, one from each
2: side. Right, there was. Yeah. Yes, there was. Oh, well. I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm not a sports guy, but if I want to watch sports, I really don't need to be interrupted by political campaigns or orgies or public, you know, dry humping the air, sex acts. I don't. Please. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you want to do all that stuff. That's fine. Leave it at the nightclubs and the strip joints and and all that kind of thing. not be because there's a lot of really, uh, you know, kids. There's lots of kids that go to that thing
1: and watch that thing. You know, cool. and, and then you. What about the beginning of the game when they had the kids run out onto the field? Right, right. So yeah. that just shows you that. I mean, it just totally was inappropriate, especially if the two, uh, you know, musicians. Uh, were are presenting themselves as role models to women. That's and right. Girls. That's right. You know, talk about incomprehensible demoralization. Boy.
2: Yeah. There you go. All right. So, a weekly win. I do want to give a shout out. Uh, and by the way, thank you, uh, Suzanne, for letting me share uh, your comments on that. Um, Recovery Quotes and Daily Affirmations, uh, it's a Facebook page that I just want to give a shout out to. We're members of it. Um, with all the garbage that's on Facebook, even in the recovery uh, Facebook groups, you got a lot of opinion bashing. People are just throwing each other under the bus, you know, as you do with a lot of social media stuff. This is that one that one group that it's always positive. It's just really, really healthy. And it's managed by, by several women that really got it all together. They just don't let anything on there that is going to be garbage and throw people under the bus. And I just want to give a shout out to Recovery Quotes-Daily Dash Affirmations. If you want to join that Facebook group and you're tired of all the negativity and all the garbage, that's a really good one. A really, really good one. And uh, it, is, it, is, um, it is well attended by many, many, many people. So there you go. All right, that's it. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, the the topic, higher power specific in the twelve step room. So don't go away. Check it out. Hey, it's the Monty Man here, and I'd like to introduce you to what I truly believe is the gold standard in sober living: Absolute Ministries. Absolute Ministries was founded to provide faith-based positive housing to men and women that have completed a drug or alcohol inpatient rehab program and want to live for Jesus Christ. Well, at Absolute, you will make a commitment to lead a substance-free life in an atmosphere that focuses on accountability, integrity, character, transparency, and responsibility. What can you expect from Absolute? personalized curriculum to address specific individual areas of emotional and spiritual growth, family atmosphere to foster many lasting friendships in Christ, accountability through the genuine support of others who can relate, encourage, and challenge you, life skills training, positive group activities and outings, and connecting with a local church. We encourage men and women to find their niche, their passion by getting involved and volunteering locally. For more information about the sober living of Absolute Ministries, visit absoluteministries.org, the gold standard in transitional housing and mentoring.
5: Hey, check it out. The best in recovery talk and positive music radio is now available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and Podomatic. Simply visit any of these platforms and search for Take 12 Recovery Radio. Listen and download hundreds of our shows for fun and for free. Also available at Take12Radio.com.
0: This is Tony Morosi from the Recovery Band Self-Esteem, and we're listening to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show with the Monty Man on KHLT Broadcasting.
2: Alrighty, welcome back to the show. You've tuned into the Take 12 Recovery Radio show, produced here at the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Visit our website at take12radio.com. Alright, so uh, the topic Higher Power Specific in the 12 Step Rooms. Now, I've touched on this before. It's been quite a while. Uh, we kind of mentioned it a couple of shows ago, and just in passing in uh, with another topic, but um, I received an email. Um actually let me read the question. Let me read the survey question that was inspired by the email first, and then I'll read this email to you. Now I want you to listen very carefully of what this question says or what it asks and what it doesn't say. Uh survey question What challenges have you experienced as a person of faith in AA or NA or any twelve step fellowship? Have you ever been shut down for sharing your personal belief in a higher power? So I'm going to refer to that again here in just a minute. So that was the question inspired by this letter. Uh, Dear Monty Man and Take 12 Radio, I've been listening to your show for over eight years and am fully aware that your higher power is Jesus Christ. As I am Native American, my higher power is Grandfather. I believe we have the same higher power with different names. I have no problem with this. What I do have a problem with is being told that I cannot mention grandfather or great spirit in my AA home group. I am told that it's offensive and inappropriate. The 12 steps help me to build a loving relationship with God as I understand him, and yet I'm not permitted to mention his name. They told me to get a higher power, then won't let me talk about him specifically. I've also been told that, it, that this is not a religious program, and I need to keep my religious convictions to myself. I'm beginning to feel alienated from my home group because of my spiritual beliefs. I don't preach, and I don't do anything more than say how grateful I am to the Great Spirit for my sobriety. Could you address this on one of your shows, please? This comes from Lisa C. from Ukiah, California. Yay, Ukiah! Yay, Ukiah! So um, for those who don 't know uh, that part of northern california is 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 really peppered heavily with uh Native American culture uh, you got mendocino county that 's all in mendocino county, and that's the uh the the northwest coast Indian tribes, the delaware Indians, and that you know so there's quite a bit of native american uh a flavor going on there. Uh, as it is with nor- uh, northern Northwest Oregon and Southwest Washington um, there's a lot of that a lot of in fact all up and down the Northwest we, you have streets and and, and and cities and you know and named you know by Native American names right so it's it's nothing new as far as the culture goes and Lisa writes and she 's frustrated. Right. So I asked the question once again, what challenges have you experienced as a person of faith in A.A. or N.A.? Now, notice I didn't say what faith, did I? Any faith. Right. Or any 12-step fellowship. Have you ever been shut down for sharing your personal belief in a higher power? Again, I didn't mention any higher power. I just said higher power. Uh, It's interesting to me what people read into things and what they don't read. So Matt G answers, he goes, AA is not a religious program, ergo, no need to talk about religion in the meetings. I never said anything about religion. I, and I answered him, I said, I never said anything about religion. He said, well, then remove my answer from your survey. I said, no, you, you don't need to take offense. I think you're reading something that's not there, right? And so then he then he just deleted everything. Um, So that's somebody who's obviously – got a burr in his bonnet, you know, and is making an assumption, which we do a lot, us recovery folks. Uh that was that was his uh answer. Uh Scott H says, absolutely. I've been shut down early in recovery for saying God too much. Uh Brandon S said, I found uh the people are more receptive in secular treatment NAA meetings than if you start out by saying recovery works. If you believe more in a higher power than yourself, you can go and do far greater things. And then I go into giving my testimony about Jesus. Uh, Bobby Z says, I tell my story without even using the word God most of the time. James S says, no, I haven't been shut down. There's no better place to describe where our faith comes from. And Derek V says Jesus only and all the way whoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life one way the only way all else are all all else are false yes i have been shut down so i no longer attend the christ is the answer and is and he is has a name no apologies um i find it sad that derek v stops attending And I'll tell you why. Right.
1: You got like extremes way over from one side to the other. You you do. So
2: there's a mixed bag here. You know, if if your higher power is the greatest thing since sliced bread, why would you take that and leave? Isn't there a way to share your experience, strength, and hope in a general way, expressing the love, in this case, of Jesus— and with without, first of all, you getting a resentment if somebody calls you on it, but with, with, but without alienating other people. Isn't there a way to do that? You know, I think there is. Um, and so I feel, I, I'm sad for him because he's taken off because he isn't getting his way. That's kind of how I interpret it. Um, James S., he says there's no better place to share, share his faith. Um uh, and Bobby, Bobby says I, he doesn't even use the word God. See, so you got a you got a mixed bag here. Um, and then Scott said, "Absolutely, I've been shut down very early in AA." So, um, going back to what Matt G said about religion, this is not a religious program. Um, so, I want to look at Merriam-Webster's definition of religious.
5: Thank you. Yeah, mm. you
2: ready for this? Relating to or manifesting faithful devotion to an acknowledged ultimate reality or deity. Didn't hear Christianity in there. I didn't hear Jesus in there. I didn't hear Grandfather, Buddha, you know, the Torah. I didn't hear anything in there other than relating to or manifesting faithful devotion to an acknowledged ultimate reality or deity. Here's the second definition. Of, relating to, or devoted to a belief system or observations. So, by that definition, Alcoholics Anonymous is one of the most religious programs I have ever seen. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a guy one time say, uh, (coughs) I I hate organized religion. I said, what do you hate about it? (coughs) He said, well, there's a number of things. He said, I don't like the fact that they say there's only one way. Okay. What else don't you like about it? I don't like the fact that they stand behind a pulpit and they shake a book in your face and tell you that this is the only book. Okay. What else? I don't like the fact that they ask for money. Okay. It's beginning to sound like an AA speaker meeting to me. Right? I've been in meetings where people will say, you know, I married this old guy, Bill, motorcycle guy, I Go, you can't put a dollar in the basket. You have no right being here. Okay. Well, that's kind of forcibly guilt-tripping people and asking for money. We get up in those pulpits and say, "This big book is the only direction. You, there's no other way to sobriety but through this book. You need to follow this book, or you're going to fall." And blah blah blah. You know, well, there's that. You know, th- there's so m- much in comparison here. Um, I I I think we're missing the point. Um, here's an interesting fact. God is specifically mentioned 277 times this is in the big book now references to God by the use of pronouns such as he him, himself, and his his is mentioned 107 times counting the times God is referred to by creator, maker father, and spirit totals more than 400 times God is mentioned in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous Wow. and yet This poor gal cannot specifically say she's grateful to the great spirit in her AA home group without being shut down. What are your thoughts? Who
1: wants to start? (laughs) There you are. There's the three of you. Who wants to jump in first? (laughs) I would have to say the question, right, is have you? what was the first question? Have you uh, ever been
2: yeah. shut down? What challenges have you experienced as a person of faith in AA or NA or any 12-step fellowship? Have you ever been shut down none. for sharing your personal belief in a
1: higher power? So it would be, there's two answers, right? And there, yeah. my, for me, it would be none and no. So you, um, you, you, you haven't had any challenges
2: as a person of faith in AA or NA, and nope. you've never been shut down? Nope. So
1: that's Dave's experience i mean if you want i can elaborate but sure elaborate um the the whole thing is is that you know we i even had people like we don't talk about god and they start spelling out god and i'm like seriously it's like god is i mean they use the word god in in literature right you know whatever like you said how many times in the Whatever I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, it, the a whole lot. point is is like <laughs> we need to find some spiritual connection, right? Whatever that is, sure, and it's different for everybody, right? And we should be able to, as long as you're not preaching or going into a sermon. I mean, that's one thing about any topic. About really? any topic, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and I believe that <clears throat> you know it's <clears throat> if you ever get to that situation where. You're being shut down or someone told you, you know, you're an AA, meaning you got to call yourself an al- alcoholic and not an addict. Right. <laughs> Even if, you know, whatever. It's like we should be in- all inclusive. Like we we should invite people. If someone has takes the courage to come to a meeting, no matter what the hell the meeting is, mm-hmm. we should welcome them with open arms and love and respect and, you know, meet them where they're at, you know. And if they're – I most of this, I, I heard a – a commercial uh, for Helping Hands this morning on the radio and they were talking about kind of how everything uh, how everybody ends up being in recovery or you know what the process is and -hmm. and 90% of the issue is is that people aren't given a chance right Mm. Um, whether from their parents or or whatever uh, like you say religious stuff organized religious and it isn't the religion it's the people that are in that specific whatever building it isn't like the whole religion or the whole spirituality yeah it's it's specific people that have issues it's the same thing with people that have issues in recovery and you know i love i love y'all but if there's an issue with something that happened to you you need to deal with that on a different level and not to you know not bring it into the the rooms and that in that, uh, in the way, you know what I'm talking about? When we're talking about higher power, you should be feel free to talk about your higher power. Now I get some people need to be trained on like what that is. Like I don't go in (coughs) and start preaching or anything like that. I talk about my higher power. Sometimes I say it's Jesus. Sometimes I say it's God. Sometimes I just say higher power, but But the point is it's attraction, right? Right. I'm doing, this is the way I live my life. If you want help, figuring out your path, yeah. I'm here. The door's yeah. open. I'll help you figure out whatever your path is, whether it's grandfather or, you know. the Or whatever it is. Whatever maybe. it is. It doesn't matter. It's like you have to find what works for you. And, and you know what's interesting,
2: Dave, t- too, that we make an assumption in our 12-step rooms, not just our 12-step rooms, it, it, in all rooms, we make an assumption that everybody that's coming in there, right? is is uh, they enjoy being foul-mouthed. They want to hear that. They want to hear negativity. They don't want to hear about God. They certainly don't want to hear God-specific talk, and we assume that that's the case. Hey, I'm one of those guys, when I came into my first meeting, 12-step meeting, and I heard people talking specifically about God, I felt like I was home. I was like, thank God. People. Some people have the guts to stand up and say what they believe in when I was actually in circles before when everybody was always arguing about it. So my first experience in the 12-step rooms was a really good one where nobody had an issue with that. <clears throat> right. Now, if they had, I might not have come back. But we're assuming everybody's on the flip side of that. And Wait. that's not an adequate assumption.
1: Right. And I've, I've heard that happening. Mm-hmm. I really haven't seen it happen because if I hadn't seen it happen, if I had heard it happening, I would have intervened and said something because I don't think it's appropriate. But the thing is, is, you know, we're not forced to go to those meetings. Right. Right. Even if you're court ordered, you still have a choice. No, but what I'm saying is, is, is we, we need the meetings, right? A lot of us need, need the meetings, especially early on. So if you're not getting your needs met in that meeting, then you find another one or you start one. Cause I guarantee you, there's other people that are feeling the same way you are. Yeah. The thing that's sad is in some areas of the country, there's
2: only one meeting within twenty, thirty miles. Right. You know, and we have to be sensitive to that. I, I know for a fact, Yukai not a very big community.
1: Well, and you some know. people take advantage of that, unfortunately. Yeah, there, there, there are those that take advantage of people that are hurting. <coughs> and you know what? Because I, I did the same thing. It was like, we, the area that I lived in, there's like meetings every night of the week, except there wasn't one on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, this is just a minor example, but so we, I went and found a place that will let us have a meeting. And we started the meeting, yeah. and it grew exponentially from there. Or a different type of meeting, and it's like you stick to what the literature says. You don't try to interject your own personal stuff into there, and everyone's got to share their own experience, strength, and hope, whatever that is. I would if, if
2: I had been in in this this uh, this lady's meeting. And she happened to give gratitude to the Great Spirit, and somebody shut her down. I'm a Christian, and I would have stood for her and said, "You know what? That is her higher power. You need to leave her alone. She is she is sharing her experience, strength, and hope." Right. You know how dare you censor? This is America for crying out loud! I am not going to be censored in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Now here's a, here's the other piece, that, uh, and then I'll let one of the other guys share too. Is the fact is, this happens a lot to newcomers. Right. They don't know the lingo yet. They 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 aren't experienced yet on what is maybe appropriate or inappropriate. Okay. They're going to stumble over themselves, and they're shut down a lot for not saying things exactly right, right? Or we'll ask it. We'll ask somebody, Well, nobody wants to chair the meeting. Nobody will, will volunteer to chair the meeting. None of the old timers want to chair the meeting. So they get a newcomer to chair the meeting. Bless their heart. And then they're criticized for how they chaired the meeting, and yet nobody else would step up to the plate to chair the meeting. So yeah, it's is a hot topic for me. And, it, and it that's gets, you know, I going.
1: i agree. I'm I'm passionate about this too. And that's where, you know, you when you call you want to call the rest of us old timers or mm. mid timers or mid-timers. whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh we need. It's upon us to step up and and take on that responsibility too, and chair meeting if you know if, if need be.
2: Yeah, and, and you know you set the tone right, and a lot a lot of people don't even know how to how to properly chair a meeting um, to to do that. So, uh, the definition of religious relating to or manifesting faithful devotion to an acknowledged ultimate reality or deity. Boy, that sounds like AA to me. That sounds like NA to me. Celebrate recovery. All of them. Um it's manifesting a faithful devotion and an acknowledgment of an ultimate reality. That reality is <laughs> I'm a mess. I need help with a power greater than myself to help me solve my problem. A- and may I just quote um well listen to this quote. This comes from Chris S, probably the second most downloaded AA circuit speaker in the country. Uh the first being um um I can't think of his name now. Um, oh well, it'll come to me later. <laughs> anyway, this is Chris says he is the one that uh, did the whole series walking through the big book with me um, back in 2010. Check that. Check out this quote.
0: Even in the 12 step fellowships, you you find the majority of people not taking the steps. It's unbelievable it would be like it would be like going to the hospital to get treatment for that lung disease and instead of going into the operating room sitting in the waiting room and talking to other people with lung cancer you know oh yeah. how's your lung cancer oh my lung cancer oh i've got problems with my lung cancer you know what i mean and yeah. not going into the operating room well the operating room is the steps well well believe it believe it that the room Of the twelve-step fellowships are the waiting room. They are not the treatment. Yeah, for the illness.
1: Yeah, good treatment is in
0: this book.
2: So, treatment is the twelve-step program that working the steps. Step three made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood Him. Right. Okay. Once I've done that. Once I've turned my will, that's my personality, that's me, over to the care of God and my life, that's everything else, people, places, and things, right? Over to the care of God. Once I've done that, my life is no longer my own. It belongs to him. And if he instructs me to mention him by name at any level, and I don't do that, I am not applying the third step. Therefore, I'm not working the steps. Right now, I believe we need to use wisdom. I believe there's a way to be tactful. I believe you can be extremely effective for Jesus, for 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 your Native American culture, uh, for your Eastern culture, whatever it is. And I believe there's a tactful way to do that. Um, but that's not what we're talking about here. This this poor woman, all she did was say, "I'm I'm thankful to, to the Great Spirit," and somebody shut her down. Marv, you want to comment? I know you're itching to. <clears throat>
5: Yeah, I think I'm gonna probably come at this at a little different angle. That's why we let. Good. <laughs> um, uh, I'm kind of like Dave. I I cannot recall in my time in AA of ever somebody slamming me for talking about God. Uh huh. So in that respect, I don't have that kind of experience. But let me. I'm really praying that God gives me the right words to use because I think there's something that's missed big time. And what that is in my mind is we generally, we get an education about our spirituality. For some, that education comes out of the big book. For some, that education comes from the Bible, from going to church, from uh, having spiritual mentors, Mm -hmm. okay? So what I'm trying to get around to is, in my particular belief, God wants us to go out and minister about Christ. Right. Right. OK, so as I thought and pondered on that for a very long time, I've come up with the conclusion that because I read something in the Bible and it's like you're Derek, right? That kind of attitude to me is spiritual pride. Amen. And I'm not going to go
2: anymore because they shut me down.
5: Yeah. Right. That's a spiritual pride thing. But my responsibility when I go into a meeting to talk is to uh, respect the idea. Uh, for example, we had one guy come into meeting here, it's been several months ago, packing a Bible. And when he would talk, he was, you know... Hitting the Bible. <laughs> well, he, he was... Spiritual pride just going everywhere. Kind of Pharisaical. People got upset. Yeah, and I understood completely. Sure, I'm not saying he was wrong, but I understood. Okay, I'm going to try to shorten this up. Um, When I try to talk in AA, about and my target is always for people to realize that Christ is the answer. Okay, mm-hmm. but I try to uh come up with ways to talk about that that is not offensive to other people, like if you don't accept Christ, you're going to hell. I wouldn't do that, right, But I would talk about um what he's done in my life, the kind of <coughs> love that I've never experienced <coughs> before in a way that doesn't offend other people. And I call it planting seeds. Yeah. I think my main point is, even though some of us think we have this education and this spirituality from reading and studying and all that stuff, God is going to do what God's going to do no matter how we approach it mm-hmm. in a meeting or in town or whatever. Mm. And, and that's what I see. I remember a gal whose higher power was the ham's bear. Oh, I remember this story, yeah. And, and that went on for a long time, and then I lost track of her. And uh, <clears throat> about three years later, she shows up in the meeting and I look at her, and I immediately know there's something completely different. Now, I didn't know her real well, mm-hmm. but I knew her rhetoric about mm-hmm. the ham's bear. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> she had become a Christian. Mm. She had accepted Christ. And the thing about it is, is we don't know how God is working in somebody else's life to draw them to him. Right. Right. Okay, I'll shut up. No, that's really, really
2: good. That's really, really good. One of the things mm. I appreciated about uh Bruce H. Um, because there was a time when I, I I felt like I couldn't sponsor somebody unless they were on the same page with me as far as their faith goes. Uh, I, I kinda had a, a block there. I, I couldn't figure out why, but I just I just couldn't. And he said, Monty, you may be missing an opportunity. Don't do that. You know? And I said, Well, mm. how do you do this? And he goes, Well If somebody comes to me and, for instance, claims to be a Buddhist and they want me to sponsor them, I will sponsor them. But I expect them, when we get to step three, to investigate everything they can to learn about what they claim is their higher power. Because you're turning your whole will and your whole life over to this thing. You better learn about it. And I expect them to do that. And I says, what happens? He goes, well, then... I've had them come to me and find that they were lacking. They say, so I started looking into this stuff and I found it lacking. And then I had an opportunity. What well, would you like to know? What's working for me? But if he had shut that door, and I right. since have learned from him, and so my take is totally different now. If I shut that <clears throat> door because you don't believe the way I believe, shame on me. I may be missing a huge opportunity, Margie. What about you? Have you had any experience or have you witnessed any of this stuff going on where people get all
4: uptight or actually, <laughs> just like Marvin Dave, I really haven't um had any issues or witnessed any issues with being shut down because of uh the mention of God or mm-hmm. whoever you're good. I, I have it, but I do when I, when I share and I, I don't know if it's just habit or what, but I, uh, always mention that God is my higher power, but I'm only going to mention that once when I'm sharing, I'm not going to say every time I say God, he's my higher power because it, it seems redundant. Redundant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I really didn't have any, um, experience being in, in the bigger book Mhm until this last year um and i actually had a profound spiritual experience uh going on uh 25 about 25 years ago uh but um this last year i really uh because i just had my um Sobriety birthday Thursday, and I had I got my year. Oh, sobriety by the board. way, happy birthday! That Thank is you. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty neat. But uh, like I shared at at uh, my meeting, um, you know, I give all the glory to that to God. Mm-hmm. And um, this last year, I've realized that I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be successful unless I actually. You know, followed step three every day and turned my will, and my life over to the care of God as I understand Him, and I do that now. And uh, uh, He has led me to uh, His Word, and so every day now I'm I'm in the bigger book too, and um, I'm trying to practice the spiritual principles in in all my affairs and everything I do. It's not easy because this is the first. Uh, time I've ever really uh, tried to practice that Uh-huh. but uh, you know I, I want to I want to um, be obedient and um, practice all the, the principles that, as best I can and um, yeah like I say um, I haven't had any issues with people shutting me down or anything but um, I feel really bad for that gal because you know, like, like you guys said, it's that's her higher power. Right. That's her higher power. And um, I know that there's lots and lots of people who come into the program. And initially, they are so not willing to accept um, God as their higher power. Or maybe anything as their higher power. Sure, But uh, I've watched them over time and given enough time uh, I believe that um God does work in their lives and gently guides them towards um turning their will and their lives over to to him or whoever they deem is their higher power um anyway that's, that's yeah no that's yeah. really good
1: that's really really good um the thing that popped in my mind was like that uh uh I forget the the exact term like. Condemnation before investigation. Oh oh uh, prior investigation. Contempt. Yeah, contempt. Prior to investigation. Contempt, yeah, 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 yeah. Um because I I I experienced some of this uh a little bit on Saturday and, and you know, just to tie into what Mar was saying about the seed about planting seeds, because that's what I love to do. I love to plant those little seeds. Well I had an opportunity and it wasn't a planned thing, it just kinda happened. I shared uh shared a little bit of my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how w- when I was in detox, that you know, I-, I shared that I used to do this prayer that like, if there's a God, you know, out there, and you mm-hmm. want to work in my life, like mm-hmm. give me a sign, help me out with this, blah blah blah. When I was in detox the last time, um, for you know, it wasn't this like you know the 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 burning bush or whatever. It was just it was gone. Like God removed my obsession and my addiction in that. In a, like a flipping on a light switch mm. and the guy uh, the next to me that I've been building this therapeutic relationship, he looks at me and he says that's not that's not possible <laughs> like you can't <laughs> physically go through something like that without going through detox uh, with so he's like saying that basically he's not blaming my story, right mm, right So Thomas, I, I was drinking about up to I was drinking a gallon of vodka every day for probably the last year. You know, I got witnesses that can back that up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least most of it. So yeah, he was he was just adamant about that, and I sat I sat there and I watched him, and he was like, you could tell he was just pondering that, like how mm-hmm. in the hell is that possible? Mm-hmm. Like two or three times, he said that's that's impossible, that that can't happen physically. And I said, I don't know what to tell you that it happened to me. I don't know how else to explain right. it. That's your experience. That's my. It, yeah. You know, I, sat and I and I explained it. I wasn't <laughs> like this. Boom, you know, this bright light or whatever. It was right. just gone. It's funny how people will argue argue your own personal experience. <laughs> you know, it's
2: your experience. You, right. you, you can't argue that. You know.
1: So um, I'm you know, I've been work I've been slowly planting seeds and you know, maybe he's listening, maybe he's not. But uh I think uh it's important for us to do exactly what you know, like Mar was saying when, uh for all of us to, to plant seeds. So the person looks at, like, what's, what's something different that I can do, mm-hmm. right? Because typically in the rooms, it's that revolving door, right? Doing yeah. the same thing over and over again and expecting different result. And part of that is recovery, you know, relapse and meetings and treatment and, you know, over and over and over again. Well, I'll try something different, whatever it is, you know, grandfather, you know, God, you know, do something different in order to have something different.
2: You know, you know really, how, how, how ego-driven are we, how, how self-centered are we to make an assumption that everybody in that room is going to be offended if somebody says the word God? I, I, I've, I've heard people, old-timers, I mean old, old-timers say, if I heard talk about God when I first came in here, I'd never come back. Well, here's something that's really interesting about that. <laughs> you did come back, you're still here, and God's written all over that wall. Right. So that's an inaccurate <laughs> statement. So I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Um so speaking of spiritual experiences, Dave, um so this comes right from the co-founder. Uh, Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, described his conversion experience in Alcoholics Anonymous Comes of Age, a brief brief history of AA, page 63. My and quote: My depression deepened unbearably, and finally it seemed to me as though I were at the very bottom of the pit. I still ga- uh, gagged badly at the notion of a power greater than myself. But finally, just for the moment, the last vestige of my proud uh, obstinacy was crushed. All at once I found myself crying out, If there is a God, let him show himself. I am ready to do anything, anything. Suddenly the room lit up with a great white light. I was caught up into an ecstasy which there are no words to describe. It seemed to me in the mind's eye that I was on a mountain and that a wind, not of air, but of spirit, was blowing. And then it burst upon me that I was a free man. Slowly the ecstasy subsided. I lay on the bed, but now for a time I was in another world, a new world of consciousness." All about me and through me, there was a wonderful feeling of presence. And I thought to myself, so this is the God of the preachers. A great peace stole over me. And I thought, no matter how wrong things seem to be, they are still all right. Things are all right with God and his world. Sorry, Bill, you can't talk like that. It's offensive. (laughs) Right? Right? let me give you a break um if it wasn't for stories like this i would not have been attracted to the rooms of the 12 steps this is the kind of thing that was the attraction for me not the promotion was the attraction i walked in a room i saw god all over the walls i thought i'm home Uh, you know I, i i didn't and and bless my church family back then and all those guys right but they couldn't identify with me, or they could, they didn't want to admit it, but they couldn't identify with me the way that the folks in the 12-step rooms could because we were suffering from the same malady and evidently, according to everything on the wall and everything in the book, the same solution. Which, by the way, the Big Book says, we could absolutely agree. So it attracted many of us. It didn't send us out the door. It brought us in. So please don't make the assumption that spirituality or talking about God or somebody being specific about their higher power is going to send somebody out the door. More people are actually attracted to that, not the the other way around. And to these people that shut down Lisa C. from Ukiah, shame on you. That's horrible. Road trip. Yeah, road trip. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So another friend of mine uh, had mentioned, well, he mentioned Matthew ten thirty three, where the Word of God says, um, you know, if you confess before the Father, I, will, I mean, before people, I will confess you before my Father. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. And, and that's why um, I have to speak up, because I'd be denying God if I didn't speak up. And I said, no, that's not true. That's not true. Just because you don't preach a sermon in an AA meeting or an NA meeting or even a Celebrate Recovery meeting, just because you don't preach a sermon doesn't mean you're denying God. Now, when when you're approached and somebody asks you about your God and you deny God, that's one thing. Then that scripture applies. But if you're going to a meeting just because you're not being God-specific, that doesn't mean you're denying God. That's ridiculous. Right. So... Pfft, so that's the other side of the coin. You know, don't don't get freaky about it. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Any closing thoughts?
5: Anyone? Well, I wanted to tell you, I, I had the same experience you did, Monty. Um, when I went to my first meeting, mm-hmm. I realized a hunger that I had never had before mm. based on the steps and what I heard in that meeting. Right. And at the time I thought to myself, well, I need to change my way of thinking. But as I've thought about it through the years, really what it was, was this drawing hunger that was drawing me into that. Yeah. And yeah. One more thing is um, a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but <clears throat> sometimes when I'm talking in a meeting, I have, in my mind, a specific person, even though we don't have crosstalk, I have a specific person that I'm hoping will get a message. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times other people have walked up to me out of the blue, said, hey, I really appreciate what you said, and it had nothing to do with who I had in mind. Oh, isn't that funny? Right. <laughs> That's great. That's happened quite a bit. Yeah. Period, well, that's so. got to work right there. Yeah. And that—that <laughs> that, that, that is.
2: So, uh, my my last thing. I want to encourage people of faith, particularly of the Christian faith. Listen, today's Alcoholics Anonymous is not a Christian evangelical program. It's not. Stop trying to put that on them. It's not. You know, I go to the grocery store buy my groceries. I don't check to see if everybody working at the grocery store is a follower of Christ before I buy my groceries. I don't ask the guy who's pumping my gas. Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, you don't can't pump my gas. I mean we got to live in this world, right? We're supposed to be a light in a dark place. this world's a dark place. you know so don't bail. you know I, I was a bailer. I, I had an experience. Where I'm pulling out of the parking lot of my home group, somebody screams, we don't need Jesus freaks in here, and throws a rock through my window. I I couldn't go back to that meeting. But I didn't stop going to meetings, right? Don't don't give up. I mean, just because somebody's a knucklehead, you know, you need to be a light. I said this, I think it was last week's show. Uh, um, we were talking about... Um, being a light the when I was interviewing Chris Jones from the heroes, the rock group, of the heroes, I said, address this issue about people of faith going into bars and, and singing, you know, positive songs. And we talked about the fact, you know, if you got your light lit in a room, that's lit. That's the same as keeping your light under a bushel. What good does that do? The room's already lit. Take your light and go where there's no light. And don't cram the candle down somebody's throat. Just be the light, man. Just be the light. Uh don't don't bail. So uh to uh to Derek that's there. I'm sorry you 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 left the twelve step rooms. I am. I hope that that you find peace in that and that you're, you you've got accountability and that you're staying sober. Um but if you're not you may want to reconsider. Who knows? All right. So our closing song this week is called Give Me New Eyes. Uh, It is by John McAndrew from his CD, Good Enough. Here's John.
3: Clouds come over me, they darken my skies. If it's how I look at things, you give me new eyes. People are killing, they'll do anything. Fill their bodies with poison things just to feel good. Learned so hard. Can't you see I'm giving up? I don't know where you are. Where are you? Oh, when black clouds come over me, they darken my skies. And that's how I look at things. See, it's just that I need you. Oh, when black clouds come over me, they darken my skies. If it's how I look at things.
2: mcandrew with his song give me new eyes from his cd good enough you can pick up his music at apple spotify cd baby and amazon until our next broadcast this is the monty man along with the take 12 recovery radio family and we are wishing god's perfect serenity for you bye-bye now
4: This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.
3: Cause she's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty meow. Yeah, kitty kitty kitty, kitty. meow. <laughs> <laughs>